Elite Auto and Accessories, located at 111 North 11th Street in McAllen, Texas. Just look for the big yellow warehouse. Guys, we're talking about lift kits, leveling kits, alignment, suspension services, exhaust systems, toolboxes, heavy-duty bumpers, power steps, bed covers, and LED lights. And now, new services is auto diagnostic and oil changes. Guys, calling for an appointment at 956-682-9266. That's 956-682-9266. Elite Auto and Accessories. Look for the big yellow warehouse in the corner of 11th and Beach. Why do they care so much? Because your cargo is precious and they want you to be safe. This is your lovely evil host, Jamie Strode with Evil by Default Podcast. And on today's episode, we have our special evil guest, Poison Apple. And today we're going to be reviewing uh, some beer along with the movie. What are you going to be reviewing? Uh, what I'm going to be reviewing is Ace Imperial Apple Cider High. And it has 8% alcohol by volume. Ooh. And I actually like the artwork on the can because it's more like little bit of cloudy because you want to get a little high, you know, high of <laughs> life. So this is what I'm going to be reviewing today. You want to crack it open? Oh, and I also dressed my cup so that I can have a little dress, a little spicy. Was it tahina or chamoy or something? Yes, it's, it's chamoy with a little bit of tahina in it. That looks good. That looks really good. While she's pouring her beer, I have my own beer to review. So this one is uh, Rumpy, a rum barrel aged pumpkin ale. And this is, we got a 9% ABV here. So nine? Yeah, nine. Yeah. So this is, this is going to be a little bit wild. And this is by RAR, or at least I hope I'm saying that right. Right? RAR? Rar. Yes, it's Rar. Rar, you want to say. Rar and Sons Brewing Co. And we got community strong, quality brewed, community strong. I'm saying it again. Anyways, Texan proud. And um, this is, yeah, I want you guys to see the artwork on this one. You're going to love this. Check that out. I don't know if you guys can see that. That looks really good. Love it. Anyways, so we're going to pop this one open. Um, curious as to what this is going to taste like because we got a pumpkin ale and I believe it was also brewed with a pumpkin puree. So let's get this going. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's dark. That's real dark. It's like somebody just smashed a pumpkin. Looks freshly squeezed to me. Oh, it looks really nice. Yeah. All right. So, cheers. I got some chamoy. Yeah, there was no pumpkin. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, wow. Wow. I was actually going to be a little bit nervous about this one. I thought maybe it was going to be sweet. I don't know why. I just thought maybe it would be sweet and it's not. But you get a lot of the pumpkin taste. You get the pumpkin, the notes of it too as well. Oh, but that is really good. I'm so glad that I picked this up. I'm so happy I did. Uh, what about you? How's that? Mine's actually pretty good. Um, it's um, it's not really sweet. I was assuming it was going to be super sweet when I tried it. Um, it has a nice balance to it. Um, you could taste like a, a lot of the apple. I really enjoy it. It's a pretty good beer. Uh, I'd buy this again. Yeah? Yeah. Would that be your new cider? I think so. Yeah, it would be my new cider. <laughs> And um, I think it would also pair well with um, some wings or barbecue because mm. it's really good beer. That's good. That sounds really good. Your it like, looks really good. It's real nice and thick. It's very crisp. I like it. All right. So let's get into it. So the movie, well, this is actually a Poison Apple's choice yes. of review. And what is that going to be? It's going to be Cooties. I actually really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, I like the concept of it. Uh, so this is a movie that I picked. So Cooties. And uh, this, one, this one was a really fun watch. And so it's basically, um, we got Elijah Wood. We got Rain Wilson. And I can't remember the other girl's name. I know I've seen her in a lot of movies, but she doesn't really stand out for me. That's I'm not too familiar with her name either. Of course, Elijah Wood, right? You can't forget about him. He's come out in great movies. Like, of course, you can't forget Lord of the Rings. Uh, Faculty. Oh, one of our favorites. This is both of our favorites. I, I speak for both of us on this one. This is one of that's one of our favorite sci-fi flicks. The Faculty. Um, you got to remember him in a Radio Flyer. Right? He fire? came out in that movie? Yeah, he was he was the little boy. He was the older brother. Wow, I didn't know that. That was actually... Yeah. I'm really surprised I didn't know that. And yeah. I actually really like that movie. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Sad, but it's a good movie. Um, and then, of course, Rain Wilson. The Office. The Office. I also remember him in... Uh, super. Super. There we yes. go. I was about to say super bad. It's not that one. In Super, and he plays this crazy... Uh, it's like a vigilante hero or something. It's very confusing, but that movie is hilarious. But Dwight in The Office, everybody deserves a friend like Dwight. Awesome, awesome uh, character in that show. Um, so, uh, okay, so talk to us. Cooties. How's it start off? Well, it starts off in the beginning of um, a chicken factory. And they're producing like chicken nuggets and other chicken products. And it just so happens that the chicken nuggets that they were to carry uh, are contaminated. And it starts off a whole big, I guess, cycle of the kids starting to get sick. And they don't know what they have. And they start uh, acting more erratic, a little crazy. But it, it's, it's, I enjoyed it. I like the concept of it. Um, what else happens? What else happens in the film? Uh, oh, uh, so it starts off. It starts off with this little girl taking a bite into obviously a contaminated chicken, chicken nugget. nugget. But I, I like how she looks at it too. It's there's clearly something wrong with this nugget. You see like green spots, too dark to call it mold. She questions it, still takes a bite out of it, and you just see all this green stuff. Oh yeah, it was disgusting. horrible. 
She's like, it looks good to me. <laughs> it tastes fine to me. Doesn't look good, but tastes fine to me. What could go wrong? She ends up getting uh, really sick. She gets infected. And these two little boys later on in class, they start to harass her because she starts to develop a type of rash all over her face. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of zits. Yes. to pop. And she starts to get really sick. You can even hear her breathing's like more shallow, real different. And they're just harassing her, picking on her, you know, teasing her. And a teacher comes in. He starts, you know, teaching the class. And one of the little boys grabs her her ponytail to pull it. One of her pigtails. Oh! <laughs> and it just comes off like the whole thing with scalp and everything, flesh. Oh man, it's disgusting. And she attacks him though, right? Yes, she does attack him. She bites him in the cheek literally tries to rip off like a huge chunk out of him and they send him to the nurse's name's uh, Patriot. And that's where it all starts. That's the ripple effect of cooties. Exactly. You got cooties. <laughs> and then the name of it's really funny, right? So, so it's ironic. and um, So it becomes this ripple effect of everybody getting um contagious they're carrying the virus they're biting each other they're scratching each other purposely passing it on it's almost yes. like they know that they have something in their because it shows later on that they are in fact eating they're killing all the adults all the yes. teachers they're killing the entire faculty but yeah when it comes to the children they are not eating each other they are scratching each other and biting each other and then moving along trying to build an army type deal that's scary it's true. <laughs> that is really scary. Uh, an army of zambi children. Doesn't that that's scary. That's terrifying. I don't think I no no no, I'm sure I'd survive. I anyways. <laughs> that's uh pretty funny, but uh I like how there's a part too where um uh so Elijah Wood, right, he's out of town. He had left New York to become this famous writer. Didn't work out for him, so he comes back home. And he picks up a job as a teacher or a substitute? A substitute teacher. A substitute teacher. And so he's uh, getting um, acquainted back with uh, one of his old... Um, they went to school together. They hadn't seen each other in years. So they're getting, you know, reacquainted with each other. But she is dating... Um, I, I just want to say Dwight. She's dating Dwight, the coach. His name's Wade. Wade. <laughs> wow, I like how you remember that. That's awesome. Um, and so they're dating. And I like how he's out there. He's a coach, right? So he's shooting some hoops or trying to play with the kids. And he looks back up at the window and he sees them having lunch with each other. And they're just all giggling, you know, and having a good time. And he gets jealous, you know, it bothers him. And what I really like about that part is that they don't focus on anything that's going on. And no. that's when all the chaos starts to happen. That's basically <laughs> the beginning of the movie. And he's like... He doesn't think about nothing. All he sees is his girlfriend flirting with Clint. And he's like, oh, hell no. You know, what's so funny? I want to know. Mm -hmm. And literally teachers are being torn apart right behind him. And he care less. Yeah. And by the time that he stops and looks around him, everybody is dead. All the children are already infected. This took within seconds of them. Like, I mean, with, within each contact of each other, it took maybe seconds. So I think to infect everybody probably took like maybe 10 minutes to infect everybody there right on that black Not even. It was actually <laughs> fairly fast how it all like transpired. Yeah. And so by the time that he turns around, Wade, right? Um, 
All the kids are infected. He sees arms and bloods everywhere. He's just like, what the fuck? Realizes he has to run for his life. These kids have blood all over their faces. They look like shit. They're all giggling and laughing and stuff. Next thing you know, he's running for his life, right? I don't know if he tries to climb out. He's trying to run back in the school. Yeah, he's running from back in school. He's just like tossing these kids <laughs> around like nothing. It doesn't even phase him like, oh, I'm going to survive. Doosh, doosh, doosh. <laughs> He became a football football player all over again. Yes. Um, runs back inside. He's trying to tell him. What does he say? There was actually a really funny line. He, he's saying something. Uh, there's something wrong with the children. There's something wrong with the kids. He says something real along, funny. Yeah, something along those lines. And um, so they're already all trapped inside. I think there's just like one kid that's inside. Patriot. No, yeah, Patriot's inside. He's He's infected though. But he, they are smart because he does uh, disable, like, uh, like the lights and everything yes. like that. So they can't call for help. Uh, they can't uh, technically do anything. They can't call for Yeah, he finds uh, all, the, all the cell phones. cell phones. They have a stupid policy where not only the children, but the teachers have to turn in their phones. Whatever. Anyways, Patriot gets to all the phones and starts smashing them and destroying them. And yeah, it cuts off all the electricity. So when they realize it, like, what's going on, so they, they need to figure out a way to either get out of the building or try to find help. Yeah. And while they're doing this, they come across a little boy. I can't remember what the little boy's name is. He's real cute. Yeah, he's super cute. He's adorable. They run across and they see him. They get real scared and they <laughs> run to the library. And he follows them. There's nothing wrong with the little boy. He no. was inside reading, so he doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. Apparently, I think he might be, like, diabetic or something. Yes, so. he is diabetic. Yes. And um, they uh, run into another little girl, and they think that she's trying to attack them, but she isn't. She's just trying <laughs> to also run for help, too, and they're, they're in the very top roof, and she's uh, uh, holding on to the teacher, pulling me, she's like, <laughs> just, like, screaming and screaming, and they pick up the little girl. There's nothing wrong with her. And um, so one of the other teachers, I forget his name. I think his name was Doug. He's very, very smart. Yes, his name's Doug. Yes. And um, he's very into science. And uh, so he starts experimenting with... Um, who does he experiment on? I know... Oh, it's Dink. His name's Dink. They actually uh, don't say his name through the entire movie. No one knows who he is. He's just some random kid infecting all the other ones. And uh, at the end of on the credits, they do have his name as Dink, but they never reference him. But that's the kid that they... Um, they show infecting all the other kids. Yes, and that's the one they experiment on to see what's going on with the brain and stuff like that. Yes, and that's where they come to find out that it's... Uh... It's attacking only uh, certain, like, uh, prepubescent children. No one who's ever gone through, like, puberty or anything like that can get this, like, contract the disease or whatever they have. I could not said it any better, so... <laughs> Adults, anyone who's gone through puberty cannot be infected by this virus. Just children. Did you know? Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. That the vice principal, I think his name was Vice Principal Harris, mm -hmm. and um, the one who's experimenting on the kid, trying to figure out what's wrong with them, his yes, name is Doug. Doug. Yes, they are uh, the writers to this film and the producers. No. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. That, that was a cool fun fact. That yes. was actually really cool. I uh, had no idea. Um, so they started, uh, after the, them experimenting, they're like, okay, the girl's fine. Even though she had a bite, that's what they were worried about. Nothing to fear. It wasn't a bite. It was actually scratches on her back. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so they're trying to uh, find out a way to escape, and they find um, oh, they find their way all the way down to the basement where the janitor has his yes. room. Yes. Was he living there, or was he just working after hours? No, or he lives there. It seems like he was <laughs> living uh, in the basement, and nobody knew about it. So they find themselves there, and um, they're trying to figure out how to escape, and they realize they got, what, those little duck tunnels, you know, that you travel yes. through. So, what's his name? Clint and... Oh, man. The girl. I can never remember I can never name. remember I, I don't her remember name. her name in the movie, <laughs> and I don't know her name in real life. Should I look it up so we can yes, find out her this name? Is very I feel sad. so bad for her. Yeah, and I, I have definitely recognized her in a few films, but it's not coming to my mind. It's just not a character or celebrity that stands out to me right now. <laughs> but um, so they decide to go through the duck, and um, actually they need to retrieve a candy bar first before they can find a way to escape. Because the little the little boy that's diabetic, well, he's kind of going into shock right now. His blood sugar is very low. They got to get him a candy bar. Her name's Lucy in the film. Lucy, okay. And in real life, Allison Pill. Allison Pill. And what are some movies that we can remember her from that stands out? Nothing. Uh, I don't know. I have to look more <laughs> into it. Well, so. They're traveling through the ducks, and they realize the whole entire school has been taken Scott over. Scott Pilgrim. She's a drummer. No. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a great movie. Great, great movie. Um, and um, how is it that they found their way out? I'm trying to remember. I Well, first they have to go through the tunnels. And, um, well, not the, the tunnels, through the air duct vents. Yes. And they're trying to find the vending machine and the teacher's lounge so they can get the cell phones and try to get a candy bar for the little boy who's a diabetic mm -hmm. because um, he's already unconscious because his blood sugar went too low. Yeah. So once that happens, uh, that's why they crawl through the air ducts. And eventually, what's funny is that when they do find the vending machine, all the power is out. But I do like how the vending machine still works with no power. Oh, that! Oh, yeah! <laughs> it's trying to like it's not sucking it in. Finally, sucks in, makes this big whirring sound, and alerts the little girl. And she hears it, so she screams this really high pitched scream, like really high pitched scream. And it wasn't specifically just because she got it. It was specifically to alert everybody else, all the other zandy children running around, especially Patriot. Especially Patriot. It's like he's the. I don't know. He's he is the the leader of the clan. He's the sure. mastermind. Yeah, he's the mastermind of it all. Um, they grab the candy bar and they make their way back to the vents and they kind of drift away so they don't find their way back to the rest of the group. Um, For the reason is um, they end up getting into the air duct with them. They're trying to yeah. run away because they're crawling right after them. They're able to like get in there and follow them. Yeah. It was actually terrifying. I would not want to be trapped in a small crevice place trying to get away from Zandies. I feel like that's what makes it like the perfect movie also because you have these small little people like chasing after <laughs> you and it, it is scary. Kids can be scary. Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's funny that they can follow you and like attack you and you feel bad hitting a child. You're like, oh no. I'm like, uh, wait. Right to the face. <laughs> Wade, Wade had all the balls to punch these kids in the face 
flip them, um, flip them on their back, scorpion style, tackle them. He also beat the shit out of one of them with a fire extinguisher. I think he did that to Dink, you said? Yeah. Yeah, to Dink. Pulverized him with a fire extinguisher. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> no shits were given then. And then um, after they were able to get to the vents, like, to hide, what else happens? So that's when they start to grab whatever they can. Weapons. They, they, they weapons. start creating weapons. Whatever they can get within that room, within reach, they start creating some weapons. And uh, that's when they say, we got to get to, uh, well, Wade's truck. His dual reel. His dual reel. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you get it. Um, and they actually make pretty good weapons. One of the weapons, uh, he like attaches like, uh, what is it? It's like um, a compressor to like baseballs. Oh, yeah. So yeah it yeah. just goes flying. <laughs> baseballs going to all these kids' face. Yeah, Straight it literally face. goes like right through them. Yeah, <laughs> all of them are taking balls to the face. It's really funny. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was good. That was funny. Um, Michael Scott would be proud right now. <laughs> so they're out on the blacktop and they're all uh, huddled, huddled up as a group and they're trying to fight their way through the crowd. And um, they're so close to the truck. Well, um, what happens? Something happens where Wade gets pushed back behind. He, he's trying to make sure that everyone's getting pushed out to the oh, car, but course. more he's kids are coming. And then all you see, like, Lucy doesn't have any weapons. She's using her fist. So all you just see is a boom. <laughs> just punches to the face. That's <laughs> all you can do. Yes, because she doesn't have a weapon. And they're trying to get everyone back. And what, as they're trying to get everyone back, he starts getting surrounded by children. And yeah. he knows he's not going to be able to go to the truck and leave with them. Oh. So he does what Dwight would have done. Oh, You know, he lets them go. He throws them the keys the and he tells them to get out of there. Yeah, that's right. He even specifically grabs Clint, who's Elijah Wood, and he says, take care of her. Yeah, keep her he, safe. He knows that there's like a chemistry between them and stuff. And Wade deserves better. He does. Just like Dwight deserves better. And then um, later on, because uh, they start to drive away, he, he's gone. He disappears with all the children on top of him. Yeah. And as they start to drive away, the truck runs out of gas. And they stop in um, some city. Um, I, I think it did do a shot of the city, but I don't remember the name of the city. They stop there and they get out of the town. And they see a whole bunch of TVs. So they all walk up to the TVs and then they realize that it's not just happening in their city, which was Fort Chicken. How weird, right? Um, but they realize that it's a pandemic, that this is being spread throughout worldwide. Yeah. And um, so... They see that and they're just like in awe, you know, all the tragic that's happening everywhere, all the children getting infected. And then they uh, hear something, they turn around. Fucking children, they're being surrounded by more children. And I don't think it, this is the children that was in their town. And so they all start running inside a, a building and it's pitch black. They lock the doors behind them. Ooh, but right before uh, when they're running into this building, they actually pass a movie theater. On the movie theater, uh -huh. did you know? Oh, here we go again. That there's actually a poster of the movie's cooties on uh, one of the movie trailers that's going to oh, come are out. You yes. So right when you pass by, you know how they have the movie posters? Yeah. One of the movie posters is cooties. I didn't catch that. 
I feel ashamed that I didn't catch that. Now I just want to go back real quick to that clip so I can just zoom in on that one. But that's actually really cool. Yeah. I love <laughs> and it. then um, after they get locked in, uh, uh, up in the building, they close all the doors. What happens? Go ahead. Oh. So they have a flashlight and they're looking around the building and you see table and you see like uh, a whole bunch of plates laid out and it's all like birthday cake, you know, happy and stuff, party hats everywhere. You know where all this is going. And they're obviously in a venue that it could be similar to what we have locally, like a, a Peter Piper pizza or a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Peter Piper pizza. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know about Chuck E. Cheese or Peter Piper pizza. We're going to go with Peter Piper pizza because we actually love Peter Piper yeah. pizza. It's one of, one of our favorite pizzas. I'm not going to say it's the best pizza because there's probably some people out there that will disagree. It's okay. Everyone has their own opinion about pizzas, but we love Peter Piper we pizza. We do. And we love the games there. Uh, giant children. Yes, we... Oh my god, yes. <laughs> We're the big kids there. We're the giant children there. Uh, <laughs> so they go there and... Um, so obviously, yeah, that's what they're running into. And then uh, they kind of just keep walking. They're like, where are we? And then about that time, out of nowhere, the electricity comes on. Music starts playing. Disco ball lights start playing. And they stop and they realize they're in a much, much bigger deeper shithole than they thought they were back at the school and they are surrounded by children there's play pins everywhere they're all just looking up this looks like it could be two stories high almost there well at least from the pov right it looks like it's like three stories high but they're just surrounded by children yeah and i'm sure they shit themselves i would have shit myself. yeah i'm pretty sure it looked pretty scary because when you're seeing it from that point of view all you see is just children around the playground yeah. and then shaking the they're like the little fences, fences, little fences. Yeah, the, and they're all laughing and screaming and just staring at them. So they all start running through the facility. I don't know why I keep calling it a facility. It's obviously a children's playpen. Obviously. And um, somebody gets... I can't remember if somebody you, got taken down in that spot. No, actually, because when they're running through the playground, um, you see like a bright light flashing and they're trying to... They all stop to see what it is. And out comes a hero. It's Wade. Our hero. He comes back. He finds out where they were. And he was able to try to save them. Uh, to get them back into like safe area. Because he knows that they're in danger. Actually, didn't he drive his dual world? No. No, he didn't. It? <gasps> the stoner. There was a stoner <laughs> in the beginning of this movie. Who had just taken some shrooms. And he saw everything go down from his van. Tripping balls. He gets away with the stoner man. Yes. Uh, we drive to the this. He has just a small little part. Yes. But his small part plays a bigger part later on. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what's it called? When they were able to come back for them, they use his van. Yeah, they drive through it. And they start loading up everybody into the van. And, uh, and he has a, what's it called? A squirt gun. Oh, yes. And yes. he starts spraying them. He's like, it's not going to do anything. It's just water, you know? And he's spraying everything. It turns out it's not just water. It's like lighter fluid. It was all lighter fluid, baby. And Wade is such a badass. He had his uh, football shoulder pads on. He had these awesome, like, aviator sunglasses on. And was he smoking a cigarette or something? Or he had I can't a match. remember exactly, but I think it, it was a match. Yeah, and he's spraying down all the kids and stuff. And then he said that really cool line, and he just flicks it. And then they drive away. 
Like nothing <laughs> and they drive away into the night like nothing happens. Pandemic is still there, but they were able to escape the, we're going to call it the Peter Piper pizza. Uh, I actually enjoyed the movie. I would recommend it. Yeah. I think um, it's an underrated film. Not a lot of people have watched it. I'm not sure if it went to theaters or not. It was just something that didn't really make it too big, but it was it was an enjoyable movie. It had uh, comedy. Yes. And it had the type of kills you wanted to see. It was pretty it was yeah, pretty dope. It was, a, it was definitely suspenseful. You had some pretty intense uh, uh, scenes in there. Especially if, you, if you're the type of person when you're watching movies and you put yourself in that position, it's terrifying. Yes, it yeah. is. So, um, okay. So, yeah, we're, we're going to go on this. So, one through five Necronomicon scale, what would you rate it? I would say 3.5. 3.5. Okay. I would like to give it a... You know, oh man, you see, I'm always like, yeah, should I be harsh? Should I be not? Do I love the movie? I did love the movie. I, I think it's a great movie. Now, did I want to see more? Or maybe did I want to see a sequel um, continuing their jer- journey? Kind of like, um, what's that other zombie flick? Um uh what is it called what with woody harrison zombie land zombie land so i i think i kind of would have liked to see a continuation on that uh just just through another crazy shenanigan journey right it's not like you know they're gonna save the world in zombie land they still haven't saved the world right but it's like one journey at a time and i think maybe i would have liked to see something like that just kind of going through town through town um so i'll give it i'm gonna give it four Four Necronomicons for me. Now, your Necronomicons for your beer. One out of five. I would say five. Okay. So for me, this is very good. It's very strong. So I can't say that I would always drink this on the regular. Like, I would not be able to go through a six-pack of this one. And um, I'm trying to think, like, what I would eat it with, like, to pair it with. That's, that's going to be a little bit hard. But I feel like I would want to eat it with cheesecake. Is that weird? It's not weird, right? No, no. No, right. So I'll give this a three. Three Necronomicons. But, um, so this was awesome. I loved it. This was a great review. Um, I love your pick. Thank you. Thank you. Poison Apple, you have to be joining me a lot more often. Well, hopefully, you know... Um, I did have a lot of fun coming and talking about the movies and our drinks and stuff. It was nice. Um, hopefully you'd have me on again and I can do another podcast and stuff like that. I, I enjoyed it. We, we're going to do this as a regular thing. I like this one. This was your lovely Eva host, Jamie Strode. And guest appearance, Poison Apple. And, and we, we are evil, evil by default. And remember, stays booze and ghouls. I just want to give you an evil friendly reminder that we'll be hosting our RGB Nights of Fright at the Gremlin February 1st. We'll be screening Return of the Living Dead Part 3 at 7 o'clock, followed by Night of the Creeps at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. It's going to be a night to die for, so stay spooky.